This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the The whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me as always is your co-host, Andy Harge. Oh, there's gold in them there hills, Bunkfuckers. <laughs> oh, prospector. Oh, oh, I hope I don't find any fool's gold. <laughs> well, looking at you, I can tell that's kind of the only gold you find. I would rather find, I mean, honestly, if you want to look at it, in a scientific sense, there's more fool's gold in the earth than there is real gold. You might even say that real gold's more of an anomaly than fool's gold. <laughs> oh, an anomaly, you say? Yeah, that's right. It's a favorite term of us old 19th century prospectors. We love anomalies. You ever find any under the Baltic Sea? I've been to the Baltic Sea and to the Baltic Sea, which is a brothel in Alaska. When I was in the Baltic Sea, I found a lot of anomalous things like crabs that knew how to shoot firearms. (laughs) And a whale I was married to for six months (laughs) until she left me. You're a white whale. She was white. (laughs) Beluga. Your sweet beluga. My baby. Beluga. This prospector guy is sad. <laughs> then my donkey died. Oh, boy. Oh, God. I had to cut off his donkey dick to survive in the wilderness. Why his donkey dick? Uh, he doesn't have another kind of dick that I could eat. Oh, you ate it? You have to eat the dick. Why? It goes bad the fastest. Okay. So it was about, yeah, okay, so it was about meat. Preservation. Right. I preserved his meat. Oh, Jesus Christ. This fucking prospector. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Bye. <laughs> we need to talk with two. I'm going to go come in the ocean. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. It's disgusting. Well, you might, bug fuckers, you might. That be guy dead. was sitting on my lap the whole time. 
So fucking weird. Well, you keep bringing in these weirdos that you find on the street. Yeah, well, he had a fun story about being a prospector. I didn't realize that he was going to talk about fucking whales. Yeah. And eating donkey dick. Right. That's not... What a depraved weirdo. I can't believe that this podcast, of all things, would have to put that out on the air. I hope we cut that out because that's so off-brand for us. Yeah, no, that is. This is a family-friendly show. Um, but We you know- love... We love kids listening to us. This is family first. Yeah. Friends last, family first. Um, Celebrities in between. You know, Andy, treasure hunters can be an odd group. (laughs) I think we just learned that. Can they ever? But I think even today, you know, the the treasure hunters today of today's topic, the Baltic Sea Anomaly. Wow. um, You know, they're... They got some controversy, too. Maybe not as controversial as the prospector we just talked to a couple seconds ago. Yeah. But there's some controversy between those Swedish treasure hunters as well. Swedish treasure hunters? They're Swedish treasure hunters. Oh. Uh, well, let me gird my lingonberries yeah. for the today's work, work, topic. Work, 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 work. Not that controversial. No one's as controversial as the Swedish chef from the Muppets. <laughs> God. Jeez, that guy Christ. did a lot of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't realize this, but, you know, this was in the 70s. That dude was cooking fucking... Out of his mind on cocaine the entire time. Yeah. It's incredible the studio didn't burn down. Yeah. So anyway. And he suffered a stroke. That's why he talks that way. He's had auditory processing problems since the stroke. (laughs) Yeah, why do you think his fucking nose is so big? (laughs) Little Muppet nose. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you ever noticed this, but he was born without eyes. (laughs) A real interesting character. Yeah. Real underrated in the Muppets pantheon. Yeah. And that's right. I do worship the Muppets. Yeah, they are. They're gods. Jim Henson is a divine creator god, <laughs> uh, and he created the lesser gods, the Muppets. He's like Zeus. Yeah, to rule over us mm-hmm. and teach us lessons about life. Kermit is, of course, the chief of the lesser gods. Right. Um, you know, I would say he's a demigod. He's half felt, half divine. <laughs> and his beautiful bride, Miss Piggy, um, which canonically he fucks often. Uh, but she rides him most of the time. He's not an aggressive lover, but she is. <laughs> Fozzie watches. Yeah, the servants at your church really fucking, I mean, they really go off hard. <laughs> well, I mean, what's what do you want? What do you want from a the church? church service? of Fraggle Rock. Yeah, I'm not going to milk. I'm not going to be some milk toast preacher. Like I go hard because this is what I believe. If you can't stand up for your beliefs, are you can't stand up for anything? Fire and brimstone, it's felt and stitches. Yeah, yeah. Felt and string. Yeah, stitches get stitches. Church of Fraggle Rock. Well, you know what, Andy? Some people might be worshiping this anomaly that we we're going to talk about today. This Baltic Sea anomaly. This is a strange object with a skid mark. Yes, there's a skid mark involved. Okay, there's nothing weird about it. Um, and it's a very metal topic. This is a metal topic. This is a very metal inspired topic. It's kind of cool. It's kind of badass. This is like um, Rapa Nui, uh, Nan Mandal. Uh, this is one of those kinds of topics. It's a strange, wow. weird object that we found in nature that we feel is man-made or some sort of possibly a gateway to a civilization or a UFO. We don't know. The Baltic Sea Anomaly. Yeah. It even sounds like a metal album. It's very cool. Yeah. 
And you can learn all about it by checking out the show notes, of course, where you could skip ahead to learn all about the Baltic Sea Anomaly and nothing about Andy's Church of Muppets. Um, for that, you'd have to go to, I don't know, some dark web page wherever he hosts his church website. Open up your Tor browser. I don't know what to do next. <laughs> Added myself. I'm a, a preacher, not a, not a dark web IT user. guy. I don't have to go to my own website. <laughs> But of course, Buckbuckers first, we're going to tell you how we got captured into the bunker. Yep. Uh, well, you know, Art and I are pretty big advocates of body modification. Um, we've both had penis enlargements um, and ball shrinkings done. Um, we've both had pec implants, uh-huh. butt implants, yeah. calf implants, mm-hmm. uh, bicep implants, tricep implants. Finger removal. I've been on synthol for the last five years. I have, I have. It looks like I have two massive watermelons for biceps, right? And then very skinny forearms, right? There's nothing in the forearm. There's nothing. You don't want anything in the forearms, right? That's not the. That's not the focus on a bodybuilding right. competition, right? So you know, we're all about body modification. We believe in it. We love it. We, we live have split it. tongues. Yep, yep. We share a tongue. Um, today. We're, Split custody over our tongue. Right. It's it lives with art on, on the weekends. Weekends and I get it through the weekdays. I have to make sure it gets to school. Um can get on the bus and I'm there to pick it up and stuff. So we're very into body modification and that includes um, you know, tattooing. Uh we're very in favor of tattooing. Um, you know, you can tattoo whatever you want. Um tattoo, you get anything tattooed. You could I mean you know, you could tattoo a lot of crazy stuff on your body. Like you could tattoo a picture of a friend. You could tattoo a birthday cake. You could tattoo, I don't know, um, the name of your favorite podcast and uh, information about how to listen to said podcast. Just an idea. And <laughs> we're very into tattooing. Um, you know, it's a great way to um, uh, uh, put something meaningful about your life onto your own body. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's forever. It lasts forever. It can be a form of therapy for some people. It can be a form of remembrance. It could just be a fun thing. It's, people are just into it. Yeah. It's art. Yeah, it's art. It's, 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 it's Your body's a canvas. Your body's a wonderland. And God knows you and I have lots of canvas to draw upon. So yeah. we thought, you know what? We've been doing this podcast for about 18 years now. Mm-hmm. One of the longest running podcasts in the history of podcasting. Some say the catalyst for the podcasting boom yeah we're over um you know we're up over 11 million episodes now 11 million episodes we have about uh collective you know 18 billion downloads i think and uh, yeah. I, I lost track around the you know when we broke first broke a bill yeah it's so hard to know once you get past the entire population of earth <laughs> downloading your podcast i mean it's it's hard to keep track at that point there's yeah. no point in it um, but I mean, to say that we're successful is like the understatement of a lifetime. Right. Um, so we decided we, we like, we figured it's time to commemorate this by getting a tattoo. Right. And so we decided to go to a local tattoo parlor, mm-hmm. uh, where we could decorate our bodies with ink. Um, I of course came in in only a loincloth because I don't know where I'm going to want the tattoo, the tattoo, but I know I'm going to want it to be somewhere risque. Yeah. Um, and I of course came in wearing, um, you know, a large oversized shirt. It made yeah. it look like I was doing like quote unquote a walk of shame. Like it's like, ooh, we know what you did last night. You're wearing a guy's shirt. It's just a really big long shirt. Right. So it looked like I was naked under the shirt, but I wasn't. Right. You were wearing your regular shoes and and but you have 
you had an extremely large man's shirt on. Yeah. Well, I had compression shorts on too. Right. So everything was fine. Right. Because you were doing a walk of shame. Well, I just thought, you know, like, <laughs> I just thought maybe, like, it would just be more free flowing. The tattoo artists could get at different parts of my body's ear. Just a large man's shirt. Yeah. It makes sense when you think about it. It makes total sense. There's nothing to question. So we went to go get a tattoo and... <laughs> you in your oversized shirt and me in my loincloth. We went to get a tattoo. We found a good local tattoo parlor. Look, it's good to support a local artist, local tattoo. Not those fucking chain tattoo parlors that you always see popping up all over the cities, all over the country. It's so horrible when tattoo bucks comes in and you have to like... <laughs> To see a dude, a and I'm like, they put up a tattoo box on the other side of the street. Why are they? They're gonna compete. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's just like you see all these lemmings, these freaking sheep going oh in there every God. morning, getting their morning tattoo, getting their morning tattoo, and I'm like, they burn the tattoo right on the skin. They don't even use fresh needles. <laughs> tattoo box is using used needles. <laughs> they're not fresh needles. <laughs> so it's always a good idea to support your local <laughs> artists. You know, not these, not these corporate trained two artists. <laughs> they just want to get you in, get you out. Uh, and the fucking, oh my God. It's like, I want a large tattoo. And they're like a venti. And I'm like, no, I want a large tattoo. I've got a lot of space on my back. What do you think I want to, what does that even mean? Venti. That doesn't mean anything to me. 20. What does that mean? It makes no fucking sense, dude. Yeah. And all the fucking fixings you can put on your tattoos. It's like, ugh, just take your tattoo plain. It's like, I don't need gummy bears in my tattoo. I don't need a pump of caramel macchiato. Yeah, give me a pump of Pepsi. Give me a pump of gangrene. Let me take an infection on the side. On no. this tattoo of my of my children's names and birth dates and their feet at the time of their birth. It's like, ugh, just... Like, classic. It's like, ugh, gross. What are the names of your kids again? <laughs> I don't talk about this often, but yeah, I do have a, a large swath of children. Yeah. Uh, there's Cheyenne. There's Cheyenne. Elmer. Uh, let's see. Vivian. <laughs> Dandelion. There's Caden. Caden, Aiden, Jaden. Brayden. Raiden, Scorpion. <laughs> e Hondo and yeah. Art Jr. That's them. Yeah. And beautiful family. They are some good looking kids. So, but we have a lot of things that we want to get to. You know, we thought we'd commemorate. Now, you and I don't have any tattoos that I know of. Not yet. Not yet. So we went to this local tattoo parlor to get matching tattoos mm -hmm. called Mr. Tat's Permanent Skin Ink Time Tattoo Parlor. Yep. Yep. We we looked up, uh, you know, we this place is close to us, um, mm -hmm. Mr. Tat's. And, you know, like we said, we always want to support a local artist. Not going to do do. We're not going to do bucks. Look, look, I got enough. I got enough uh, diseases in my body. I don't need an infection to go along with it. Even though I do have a lot of two bucks gift cards just fucking piling away. Everyone like, gives them away, yeah. 
It's like, I don't know. Oh, and then all the controversy, you know, around the Christmas time, too, where it's like, oh, okay. They, oh, Tattoo Bucks War on Christmas. Yeah. They won't tattoo you with the word Christmas. They'll only say yeah, they won't holidays. Put it on the on the gun anymore, the tattoo gun anymore. It's like right. Jesus fucking Christ, all this yeah. bullshit with their tattoo. So we go to a local we go to a local artist, Mr. Right. Tat's permanent ink skin time tattoo parlor. And you know, this place you walk in, my God, the flash on the wall here. Bugbuckers, if you're not aware at a tattoo parlor, flash. You're not, you're not into tattoos like we are. Like we are. They um flash is what they they put up as like their sort of staple stuff that they do. This is routine stuff, or it's just like a collection of their artwork. Um, a lot of times, if you go to tattoo parlor, you can pick a piece of flash off the wall and say, "Hey, put that on my body," and they'll you know you you can pick the spot, or you know your tattoo artist can actually recommend spots because different pieces work for different spots. Not everything looks mm-hmm. good as a full spread back piece, right? Some things look better on the chest. Yeah. Or the shoulder. And there's, you know, there's different pain tolerances too, Andy. You know where the yeah. worst spot to get a tattoo is? Um, Inside the kidney. Is my guess. <laughs> yeah, those are, this is a very specialty kind of invasive tattoo. It's a hot new thing in tattoo. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is a way that you live on even after your death because right. when your organs get donated, somebody gets that inside the organ. Right. And it shows up on an x-ray. Sensitive to the dye. Um, but it's actually, I think it's the ribs. The ribs. A lot of people say the ribs. Ooh. I would imagine your cock and balls or your vagina would also probably hurt a lot too. Yeah. But I think most people say that the ribs, just because anything that's that close to bone hurts like a motherfucker. Now, you know, you you beefers out there who are tattoo freaks like us, let us know what do you think is the most painful spot you've ever gotten a tattoo. But yeah, the I want to get the, the eye of Sauron over my belly button. Do you think that would hurt a lot? No, I don't think it would. Um, there was a lot of cool flash on the walls. Speaking of, of the cool Eye flash. of Sauron, really cool flash on the walls of this place. They did have the Eye of Sauron, yeah. which you could have as like, you know, a tramp stamp I think would be super cool. It would be the Eye of Sauron on your back and then the tramp stamp was saying like Mordor pointing <laughs> at your butthole. This way to Mordor. This way to Mordor. Mount Doom. And then like on your side, like on your oblique, you could get like Sean Bean going like, one does not simply insert into Mordor. That would be kind of funny. Yeah. Like doing his little meme thing. Yeah. You old, could, school, old school meme. Uh, they had a map of um, Germany before unification. <laughs> so I love, there was tons of Rick and Morty tattoos. Yeah. It's so cool. Rick and Morty, uh, Rick and Morty doing different things. Rick and Morty riding a bike. Yeah. Rick and Morty riding in their little spaceship. Rick, Rick doing something kooky and then Morty going like, oh, geez, Rick. Oh. So fucking cool. I appreciated that a lot of the flash on the wall was like animals riding other animals. <laughs> and there were like various flags of the world in the background. Yeah. So it's like, you know. There was like an elephant riding a horse and in behind it was the Canadian flag. And, you know, like you can see off to the side, it's the Twin Towers on 9-11. That was a pretty powerful one. I could definitely see that on my chest. That would be sick as fuck because never forget. Yeah. And then you never will. Every yeah. time you look at Every time mirror. I look down. Right. Well, you want to get it upside down in reverse. Right. So that you can see it clearly. Right. And also in a mirror. It's more of a reminder for you. Um, there was There was some really cool flash of like that Six Flags guy. Yeah, the dancing guy. Yep. 
that looks shooting exactly- a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and the gun, it was really cool. It was like the gun was pointed directly at you. He's like, he's shooting you with a gun. Yeah. Very intense. Very cool. Um, you know, there's different styles of tattoo. Sure. Right. There's a, there's American classic. Yeah. Tribal. There's right. new school tattoo, which mm-hmm. is very cartoony. There's um um uh bio like biosynthesis tattoo, which is like those cool 3D tattoos where it looks like someone's ripping away your skin and like exposing how you're like a fucking terminator on the inside. Yeah. Um that shit's really fucking cool. Yeah. Now this so place I've didn't got, have I've got this one that I thought I really wanted, which was like it was like most of my chest and nipple area ripped open and it was R2D2's face underneath. Yeah. Cause so you're like most of my you could just see like it looked like R2D2 was like inside of my chest. Right. Like R2D2 was inside you. Like I was a ship and he was my droid pilot. Right. You were an X-Wing. I was an X-Wing. Yeah. That's, That's very cool. cool. You would think that the X-Wings would put some kind of casing or protective mold over the droid. They're just exposed to the fucking elements out there and they're getting shot out of the plane. Kind of doesn't make sense that your like central computing unit of the plane would be just openly exposed. Yeah, and it sort of doesn't make sense that if you only had energy weapons that you would have absolutely no shielding. Even though we know that from other stuff, the shielding is super effective and <laughs> nothing can pass through it if, if the shields are up. It seems like they would have thought of that for even individual crafts instead of just giant, uh, you know, command ships. I was going to get Anakin on my foot that said, I hate sand. So every time I go to the beach. Yeah, that's cool. That would be really funny and ironic. People would be like, that's a cool tattoo. I liked all the minion flash that was on the walls <laughs> at Mr. Tats. There were a lot of, there were a lot of pinups. Like, yep. Minion pinups where old school American classic. This is like sailor, mm-hmm. you know, style. Minion pinup. Right. With bold the colors, flat. Yeah, minion with big fat tits. Oh my God. In a bikini. That's so fucking hot. Yeah. So fucking hot. Kevin or Bob or Stuart or Otto or <laughs> any of the other minions. It's Look, a lot of good flash sexy. on the walls, man. A lot of good flash on the walls. You could tell you could tell that Mr. Tat was a like real true artist, right? Yeah. So we we basically get in there. We we, we were go having, gaga. Well, yeah, we we wanted everything under the sun. And Mr. Right. Tat was like, listen, you guys are this is your first tattoo. You want matching tattoos. Why don't you let me kind of as the artist surprise you? Chef's, Chef's choice. choice. <laughs> this was really Mr. Tat's opportunity to say, like, you know, he talked to us for a little bit. He heard about what we yeah. liked. He heard about our varied us. interests. He heard about what we loved from the wall. And he's like, you know what? I can get you a tattoo, each one of you a tattoo, perfect for you. You won't even have to think about it. And it's like, sign me up. I was like, I'm sold. Yeah, because I really trusted Mr. Tat. So, of course, we stripped down fully nude, and he was like, what the fuck? Like, it's like, we're like, well, we're ready. We're ready to tattoo, like, anywhere you want, Mr. Tat. Like, nothing's off limits. Anywhere you want, Mr. Tat. I took off my big, big my large man shirt, and I threw my loincloth in the garbage. Don't know what I'm going to do to get home. <laughs> uh, and I just, you know, spread eagle and was like, anywhere you need to tat me, stick that gun. So, of course, he puts us both lying face down. Right. And he begins to, you know, to tattoo tramp stamps on us. Right. And he's doing both at the same time. He's an ambidextrous tattooer. It's incredible. Yeah. He's doing me with the left hand and you with the right. He's like James Garfield. Former U.S. president. <laughs> oh, not the cat. Okay. No. Not the cat. His name is Garfield James. 
<laughs> well, it would be Garfield Arbuckle. No, he was he had a life before John. Oh, he did? Yeah. So I love Garfield, dude. James Garfield was ambidextrous and he was also a polyglot. He could write in one hand in Latin and write in Greek in the other hand. And that was like what Mr. Tat was. Yeah. Cuz he didn't tattoo the same thing on each of us. He didn't. And I got to say, it really hurt. It did it really hurt. It was a big old owie. Yeah. It was a boo-boo, it was an ouchie. Yeah. I had no one to kiss it to make it feel better either. Because you can't. You get your lips full of ink. You couldn't kiss it to do. No. Ink and blood. And as much as I tried to like get over there and kiss the small of your back, <laughs> Mr. Tat said, please stop moving. Please stop moving. Please stop moving. Stop. Stop moving. You're messing up the lines. Yeah. My line work's getting all messed up. And then finally hit me in the back of the head with the, tat- the tattoo gun. So we got our tattoos. It only took about eight hours, which is fine. We That's pretty average on. for a tattoo, as far as I understand it. You're usually there for most of the day. Quick eight-hour sesh. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's pretty elaborate stuff. And the reveal. Here's the thing, bunkfunkers. Trust your gut. When somebody says, hey, let me do a chef's choice, fuck that chef. He's there to cook. You're there to eat. So you pick what you want. Because I got to say... I wasn't super in love with the tattoos that we got. Yeah. He definitely had a strong reaction. This was a large, he drew a large buff man with beefy arms, eating a cheeseburger with one hand, smoking with the other, kind of like a, you know, it was, it was, it was sort of a, that old school American classic style. Mm Mm-hmm. Tramp stamp. Yeah. But beefers, you gotta... You got to conceptualize it this way. We were sort of like a Mad Magazine fold-in yeah. where only half the tattoo of this buff, cheeseburger-eating, chain-smoking man was on Art's back. Right. And the other half was on mine. Right. So when we stand next to each other, hip it makes one cohesive picture. Hip to hip. Hip to hip. Not dick to dick or butt to butt. No, 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 no. Hip to hip. We didn't have to touch dicks for this. For, for once. It happened accidentally, but that was unrelated. Yeah, it was unrelated. It was just the, it was inertia. So we're hip to hip and something just starts to happen. Like yeah. our bodies start vibrating. Right. And, and all of a sudden this, this, this tattoo of this disgusting fucking man who's just above our ass cracks, it starts to like, yes, it becomes like flesh and blood. Yeah. It starts to take over our whole body. Right. It just keeps growing and it. It consumes every centimeter of our skin. And we both become this this hulking monstrosity. It's it was disgusting and very painful. Yeah. And um this thing eventually took us over. We were covered in the whole tattoo. We became almost a tattoo. We became more ink than man. Yeah. We became like a tattoo golem. Tattoo golem. And we're we're conscious. But unable to use our bodies. The tattoo has completely taken over all our bodies. We have no... We're alive in our own body, but we're just passengers on this ride. And we were transported here. We basically walked ourselves in the nude. Completely nude. Hanging dong. But we were covered in saran wrap because that's what you're supposed to do with a brand new tattoo. Especially your face. Covered in saran wrap. Tightly. (laughs) Nothing for our mouth. And we were transported here to the bunker. Turns out... Some Mr. Tat tattooed Mr. Bunker on our bodies. Right. Mr. Bunker was the tattoo. 
fucked up. It's fucked up. It's pretty... I mean, Mr. Booker's done a lot of shit to our bodies in the year. Yeah. But he's never permanently tattooed himself. Yeah, and now he's there forever. And anytime we get hip to hip, naked... Which he's is gonna, often. He's going to reappear. And he knew that. Yeah, this is like some kind of like... Because we know he like to play swords. Yeah. Look. And to do that properly at our age, you have to stand hip to hip. We Look. like to cross streams. We like to do things like that. We don't have to explain the mechanics of what we do in the toilet for yeah. you. We're just two friends using the toilet at the same time. A lot of a lot of young boys do it growing up when you start to, you know, just figure things out and it's okay to do it as an adult. We're young at heart. Yeah. So what we want to play a little game of swords, we want to cross a couple streams. Big There's nothing wrong up. with that. Anything we're conserving water. Yeah. There's one flush versus two. Oh, you people who claim to care about the planet. Well, I don't see you p- pissing with your friends. Yeah, stand looking at their dicks. Friend. Sword fighting with them. It's fucked up, man. Mr. Bunker really has ruined something that I think you and I hold near and near to our heart, which is standing hip to hip fully nude. Yeah, I hoped one day to give the small of my back to the the woman of my dreams, my soulmate. Put her face there. Yeah. Looking down at my ass with her eyes popping out of her head and a speech below that said, Auga! I guess that'll never become a reality now. Well, Michelle Obama's also taken. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll win her. You'll home wreck the Obamas? Yeah. Who would you pick? <laughs> Me or Obama? <laughs> There's only one clear choice. <laughs> He's lucky I wasn't running for president against him. Yeah. I would have taken his job and his wife. <laughs> well, Bugbuggers, that's how we got captured this week. It's fucked up. I know. Tattoos are cool. I guess we're here to say also don't get a tattoo. Tattoos fucking suck. They're lame as hell. Uh, they're permanent. You're probably going to not like what you are into five years from now, and you're going to be like, ah, oh, why did I get this? And they're cursed. And they're cursed, and one of them could be your podcast abductor. You never know. Yeah, so it's best to just reason. stay away. It's the biggest reason. But, uh, Bugfuckers, uh, I don't know if it's best to stay away from today's topic. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think there's anything crazy. I mean, I don't think there's anything nefarious, I should say, going on with today's topic, but uh, maybe. Uh, you might want to stay away or you might want to go on one of the tours that are being offered to go check it out. This is the Baltic Sea Anomaly. So good it rhymes. Here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea, under the sea, down where it's wetter, down where it's better, take it from me. Down below the frozen depths lies a structure of two more crypts, festooned amongst the death of a thousand Viking warships. The bones of ancient ancestors lie in wait of their prison, and visitors to escape. Beings from another realm cruise still at the helm. Their ancient vessel, a gateway to... <laughs> Andy 
do you think Swedish metal band Meshuggah, if any of them were Jewish, would they have a Meshuggah mezuzah? I suppose they'd have to if they, you know, if there was like a Meshuggah house, they'd have to have a mezuzah out in front of it. Because It'd be the Meshuggah mezuzah. The Meshuggah mezuzah. I mean, it would be, uh, it wouldn't be a happy home without a Meshuggah mezuzah. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> that segue brought to you by. Bugwuggers. Brought to you by mezuzahs. Mezuzahs. Uh, that, of course, was a Swedish metal band, Meshuggah, playing yeah. in the background there uh, over our... Uh, but I, I think uh, Bunkafunkers. I should uh, be bo- saying Bunkafunkers. Today we have a pretty metal-as-fuck topic, which also involves deep-sea exploration, as I'm sure you all got from that musical intro. Oh, it's pretty obvious. It made total sense to me, Art. Uh, you and I are pretty metal dudes, right? Yeah. Uh, we're hard, always. We love a moshed potato. <laughs> And people have described listening to us like getting punched in the ear. Yeah. We're basically the slayer of podcasting. True, Andy. You do resemble the current lead singer of Cannibal Corpse, and I resemble most of their animal, uh, album covers. Yeah, that's true. Look them up. Uh, later. I don't know. Or now. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe when I... maybe. All right. Well, I'm still talking. Never mind. Look them up. Cannibal Corpse. Lead singer. Uh, anyway... But today's topic is also a Swedish mystery, <laughs> like that fucking Muppet chef. Look him up, corpse grinder. Yeah, does look like me. Got a big old neck. Yeah. God, that fucking Swedish Muppet chef. You just <laughs> want to know more, right? He's so mysterious. He is so mysterious. It's sexy. From the depths of the Baltic Sea lies something mysterious, some kind of object discovered in 2011 and known as the Baltic Sea Anomaly. There are numerous speculations about what this object is that lies at the bottom amongst a literal graveyard for Viking ships, trading vessels, warships, and more. So let's get into the whole enchilada on the Baltic Sea anomaly. But first, a little info on the Baltic Sea. The Baltic Sea is an arm of the Atlantic Ocean that is enclosed by Denmark, Estonia, Finland, Germany, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Russia, Sweden, and the North and Central European Plain. Ooh, and so much history, warfare, trading, and more took place there. The Roman Empire sailing up and down then, there, and then the Vikings, rawr! That's what Vikings say, rawr! We're the Vikings, rawr! <laughs> oh, oh, uh, uh, and then uh, Prussian pirates in the Crimean War! Oh, in World War II, things get dark. The Nazis occupied many of the Baltic states we listed earlier, and the Baltic Sea became like a mass grave. The st- the sinking of the Wilhelm Gustav remains of the worst maritime disaster in history, killing very roughly 9,000 people. Congrats on their Guinness World Record. <laughs> I don't know who was there to receive it, but yeah. congrats. congrats. In 2005, a Russian group of scientists found over 5,000 airplane wrecks, sunken warships, and other material, mainly from World War II, on the bottom of the sea. So this area is chock full of death, destruction, and artifacts. It's intriguing, and it makes sense that this anomaly would spawn here of all places. Hey, Andy, wait a minute. Did you just unleash a little bit of a uh, little history hog there? <laughs> uh, that was a little squealer for sure, Art. Wink. Wow. Wink. Wink. <laughs> so, the Baltic Sea anomaly was first discovered by the Swedish-based treasure and salvage hunters Ocean X. The Power Rangers of Exploration. 
Very extreme name. Very cool. I'm imagining they dress like Static X. Extreme. Ocean X going to give it to you. <laughs> a previous exploration of theirs, um, they recovered a cache of vintage champagne from a 1907 shipwreck that sold for record prices at Christie's auction. They actually do specialize in searching underwater, quote, for sunken antique high-end alcoholic beverages and historic artifacts. Wow. Searching for high-end alcoholic beverages. Who are they? My dead Uncle Todd? (laughs) (laughs) God rest his soul. According to their team, uh, Peter Lindbergh and Dennis Asberg. uh, I think that's pronounced Asberg. Oh, Asberg? Okay. I don't know. I don't speak Swedish. I don't either. They returned from an expedition in the Baltic Sea between Sweden and Finland with a mysterious and intriguing sonar image while searching for a shipwreck in the summer of 2011. The image, while blurry, depicts some kind of object or formation 300 feet below the surface, a 60 meter by 8 meter tall object along the seafloor. That's some 180 meters in diameter. It's a big old boy. If you Google the Baltic Sea anomaly, you'll undoubtedly liken it to the famous spacecraft from Star Wars's, George Lucas's, mm-hmm. the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Which it does somewhat right. resemble. However, the structure itself is actually a little more varied than Han Solo's vessel. It appeared in their first viewing to have features resembling stairways and ramps and other structures. Sorry, Chewy. In one sonar image capture, there appeared to be some kind of odd square-looking hole, which seemed unnatural. Whoa, weird. This topic sounds like my visit to my proctologist. You got a square butthole? Yes. In another sonar capture, there appeared to be some kind of straight, very bright line that gave the researchers the impression the object was some kind of metal... (laughs) or some material that wouldn't naturally occur in nature in a seabed. Needless to say, the group was intrigued. So much so, they decided to attempt to revisit the anomaly the following year to get a clearer picture. But when they attempted to capture it, they claimed strange electrical interference prevented them. Whoa! Electronics fucking suck. Weird how bad electronics function with so many of the things we cover here, yet we constantly rely on them to survive in the modern world. Whoa! Whoa! Isn't that weird? It's we so rely weird. on them to survive, and they always work day to day, but then like, oh. oh as soon you as you them. need them, they don't fucking work. I know. What a shame. What followed was a bit of media hype as the UK tabloid, the Daily Mail, posted a story about their discovery in which team leader Peter Lindbergh stated he did not he did think it was a rock formation, but he couldn't rule out other possibilities and even claimed it might be the next Stonehenge. Oh, I gotta imagine that this pissed off British people in the same way as when the Beatles said they were bigger than Jesus. Remember that? Yeah. People burning those records. Uh, I'd say we were, we were bigger than Jesus. They say they were bigger than Jesus or more famous? Um, I forget how John phrased it, but it's kind of like, oh, like, uh, Jesus was good, but all these, the apostles sucked ass. And... Like, more people know us than they know Jesus. Wow. Cheeky. The article was accompanied by photorealistic illustrations of whatever the hell this anomaly was slash is, which honestly do look rad as fuck. I mean, kudos to those fucking illustrators. They're very dope. They're cool. Good job, illustrators. 
But what was it? I know, Bungfunkers. What was it? Obviously, it's a freaking UFO. Potentially believed to be a sunken UFO ship that crashed there and was frozen during the first ice age. The anomaly itself is the ship, while the runway, which is a geological formation that trails the ship object, kind of looks something like something crashed and then skidded across the ocean floor. They use that as evidence of the ship's crash landing. Yes, bunkfuckers, this anomaly includes a large skid mark. There's nothing funny about that. Another bizarre theory proposed <laughs> that the Baltic Sea anomaly could be a secret Nazi structure or anti-submarine weapon from World War II. According to Anders Ottelus, a retired Swedish naval officer and World War II expert, the sonar images appeared to be a system of underwater wire mesh nets developed by Nazis. Okay, we'll take your word for it. <laughs> However, we did describe how in World War II, the Baltic Sea was the epicenter of naval activity between a neutral access and a axis and allied forces. Sea mines were obviously planted there, and during this time, it's believed that the Germans constructed underwater structures to scramble communication signals and possibly disrupt enemy mines. Could this explain why the Ocean X's team's electrical equipment failed within 200 meters of the anomaly? Probably. Now, speaking of sunken things, some say it is a structure that looks like a staircase that appears to lead to a dark hole with a second structure found nearby. Could this be some kind of gateway or structure from a lost civilization such as Atlantis, Lemuria, or Mu? Many of which were covered in previous topics or we covered in previous topics on right. this podcast. Otherwise, some believe it to be some kind of a strange geological formation. Reacting to a photo published by Swedish newspaper Expressen, purportedly taken by Ocean X during a dive to collect rock samples, Goran Ekberg, a marine archaeologist at Maritime Museum in Stockholm, said, quote, a natural geological formation can't be ruled out. I agree the finding looks weird since it's completely circular, but nature has produced stranger things than that, end quote. No, Goran Ekberg, I'm pretty sure that was Netflix, dummy. Idiot. Fucking idiot. Anywho, Martin Jacobson, a professor of maritime geology and geophysics at Stockholm University, also examined the image and said this, quote, I'm guessing it's some sort of sandstone, sandstone, but to make things clear, I'm British also. <laughs> I've only seen the media images and I need more material before making an official statement, end quote. <laughs> well, too late, egghead. Your words are already being taken out of context and used to prove the existence of aliens. Don't try and give us this level-headed BS where you, you don't make an official statement until you've reviewed all the evidence. I mean, what the fuck? Make a very direct... Clear statement of intent without looking over everything. What could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's why. Other experts say that the image quite possibly shows a grouping of rocks deposited by ice-aged glaciers. Or maybe uh, pillow basalt or moraine. Um, now, pillow basalt is a volcanic in, uh, igneous rock that forms when lava of basaltic composition is erupted underwater. Ooh. Somebody call Van Halen. I'm having an eruption in my pants. <laughs> the rapid cooling of the lava by cold water on all sides forms the pillow-shaped bodies, which then break open and extrude more of the hot lava from inside. They're basically like volcanic pimples. Gross. <laughs> well, don't pop those lava zits yet. According to Finnish planetary geomorphologist Jarmo Cort. 
Cortenimai, Cortenimai, Cortenimi. I don't know. know. Volcanic-based explanations such as hydrothermal vent are not plausible on the Phenoscandian shield as it is a thick craton with no active volcanism after the uh, Proterozoic. Wow, if that isn't an egghead slam dunk, then I don't know what is. That's a diss. I don't even get it. (laughs) This feels like the equivalent to Eminem dissing Machine Gun Kelly so hard he changed musical genres. I reference that music for my own understanding and not something that was written for me. <laughs> Definitely a big Machine Gun Kelly fan. Uh, now, Jarmo No Chill <laughs> Cortenime continues to explain that for the large runway or skid mark formation, that regional bath, uh, bathymetry explains its existence as part of a larger group of similar NNWSSE-oriented, I guess that's north-northwest, south-southeast-oriented mounds, which occur located on the bottom of the Bothnian Sea. Uh, Cortenemai said the runway is most likely a natural rock formation, a drumlin formed by glacial actions. Drumlins form on, on land as well. They're like little swells or hills. Describing them as hills isn't totally accurate, but to non-eggheads, non-eggheads, that's what they look like. Yeah, if you're a geologist, you're probably getting a little pissed off that we just said that, but that's what they look like. Okay? They look like hills. Yeah. You see them a lot in the UK. We're not eggheads, okay? We're not. I don't understand exactly how drumlins form. It's something about the way they form, what forms them, but to us with our naked eyes and our naked bodies, they look like hills. So what is this thing exactly, huh? Let's, what is this? We're talking all about this wild stuff like geological formations and... Things that are maybe a little bit more accurate, like a crash-landed UFO that got frozen during the Ice Age, which is badass and cool. Well, bunkfuckers, why don't you go fucking see for yourself, huh? Why don't you make up your own minds instead of relying on Andy and I to form your opinions? Your opinions. Fuck. Your opinions. You listen to two fucking drunk guys talk about this shit? Sheesh! What's wrong with you? Sheesh. <laughs> We can't even read correctly. You're trying to fucking look for us for information? You want us to give us your pigeons? Yeah. No. The Ocean X team planned to offer tours of the Baltic Sea Anomaly area. Tourists who could afford the hefty fee were taken to where the anomaly lay dormant on the seafloor. Jonathan Hill of the Mars Space Flight Facility questioned the motives, which stay in your lane, Jonathan Hill. You work on space. <laughs> let Ocean X fucking work in the ocean. Right. Fucking... Jerk. Dickweed. <laughs> Going hard to this episode. <laughs> we are unhinged. <laughs> Fucking ass head. <laughs> Dipshot. He was quoted in 2012 as saying, quote, whenever people make extraordinary claims, it's always a good idea to consider for a moment whether they are personally benefiting from the claim or if it's a truly objective observation, end quote. Wait a minute. Pulls off mask. Handsome Brian Dunning. (laughs) (laughs) Auga. Auga. I really am having a geothermal eruption. (laughs) He also suggested that it would have been simple to just break off a piece and have it geologically tested and said that the test results showing it was simply rock would not have benefited the scammer Peter Lindbergh. Uh, Okay, Jonathan Hill of the Mars Space Flight Facility. That's exactly what they did. Allegedly. Samples of stone allegedly recovered from the site by Ocean X were given to Volker Bruchert, 
an associate professor of geology at Stockholm University. Bruchert's uh, analysis of the samples indicated that most are granites, um, uh, genesises, eh, genesises, genesises, genesises. G-N. I think it's nices. Nicises. Yeah. And sandstones. Among the samples was also a single loose piece of basaltic volcanic rock, which is out of place on the seafloor, but not unusual. Kind of like me when I'm in public. Quote from Bruchert. Because the whole northern Baltic region is so heavily influenced by glacial thawing processes, both the feature and rock samples are likely to have formed in connection with glacial and post-glacial processes. Possibly these rocks were transported there by glaciers. Swedish geologists uh, Frederick Klingberg and Martin Jacobsen say that the chemical composition of the samples provided resembles that of nodules that are not uncommon in seabeds, and that the materials found, including uh, limonite and uh, 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 goethite, goethite, can indeed be formed by nature itself. Oh, fuck. Are we in the skeptics already? Time to bring out the buzzkills to ruin this badass Swedish metal topic. Who's excited? Anyone? No. Ruining people's fun? Me? Me? I'm excited. I love to ruin fun. There we go. Uh, Hanumat Singh of the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution has said that it, uh, the main sonar image used by Ocean X, cannot be trusted because several distortions render it, quote, Virtually useless for identifying an undersea formation, end quote. According to Singh, the distortions are due to a cheap, inaccurate sonar instrument that was improperly wired and calibrated, much like my brain. (laughs) Well, so you're telling me a group of Swedish treasure hunters called Ocean X purposefully lied or miscalculated their instruments and then tried to get their 15 minutes of fame from the result? Uh, Yeah, okay. I think you're just jealous that this topic rocks so freaking hard. Hanumat Singh, you can't fucking handle it. Yeah. Scientist Charles Paul of the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute told Popular Mechanics, and I don't mean like auto mechanics who are, <laughs> who are really likable yeah. and beloved by their communities. I <laughs> mean, Popular Mechanics, a lot of the magazine. Yeah. Uh, he told that magazine that the indistinct sonar image was more likely, uh, more likely a rock outcrop Sediment dropped from a fishing trawler or even a school of fish. Paul characterized the story as, quote, curious and fun, but much ado about nothing, end quote. Wow. Okay. Skeptic Spear over here thinks it's a bunch of bullshit. Man, oh, man. These skeptics, they go hard. I mean, this is a rock. This is a rock based. They're rock horde, but they're rock horde to prove it wrong. (laughs) They're They're definitely rock horde for this. OceanX did have a full 60-minute documentary film made about the anomaly and their expedition to learn of its origin, released in 2015, called The Mystery Beneath, which is available on YouTube and is also the title of a fantastic porno, The Mystery Beneath My Pants. That was our self-produced porn parody. Yeah, Pornhub won't accept it for some reason. The Baltic Pea Anomaly. (laughs) Yeah, it was piss fetish. They apparently still, they are still at it though. The Ocean X team, uh, not uh, piss fetish, uh, treasure hunting, did eventually make a second expedition out there and did fund another documentary about it, which you can rent for $4 on Vimeo. But beware the reviews. It uh, doesn't sound like it's very entertaining. 
Not a lot of happy reviewers on that. So. Charge me a lot of money for a PowerPoint once, yeah. Vimeo. Shame on me. Shame on me. But then charge me twice. Shame on you. That's exactly right. But they did apparently find some kind of odd stone structure or doorway object on the anomaly itself. Looks like a large doorway made of smaller stones, all neatly arranged in a doorway pattern. Doorway, 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 which is 13 meters wide by 25 or more meters tall. No, Art, it's Norway. Oh, duh, Baltic. Many have likened the Baltic Sea Anomaly to the equally strange, but deserving of its own topic, Yonaguni Monument off the coast of Japan which does look like an unnatural stone, uh, like a structure of stone steps, but, but with lots of other pieces. It's very fascinating. Leading to where, you might ask? A lost ancient civilization, perhaps. I don't know. And maybe the Baltic Sea Anomaly is that as well. Well, bunk bookers, it's no anomaly that anomalies such as this are fascinating, whether nature or extraterrestrial. One thing is for certain. The Baltic Sea Anomaly has us ball licking our chops for more of the whole enchilada. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Oh, we're back. Hey, welcome back. That was our research of... Baltic Sea Anomaly. The Baltic Sea Anomaly. Um, Art, this is a pretty anomalous thing. I you, uh, you look up a photo of it? Uh, no. You're too busy looking up pictures of I was too busy looking grinder. up looking up uh, Cannibal Corpse Frontman's gigantic neck. Um, you know, I think that this has a lot of similarities to some other stuff that's happened, like that uh walkway in the Caribbean. Yes. Um which it's kind of the same debate. Like, is this a real thing? Is it not? Yeah. Was this man-made? Was this a UFO? Was this, you know, the illustrations of it, which are dope, make it look, I think, a lot more interesting than it actually is. <laughs> yeah. If you compare that with the actual, like, the image of it. Yeah. It's just kind of a sonar image. It's what, not very interesting. What people have, what illustrators have done is much better. Yeah. What illustrators have done and made it look like this uh, almost H.R. Giger-esque fucking, like, alien uh like like machine hybrid with like biology type yeah. of uh horror uh contraption yeah ship and it uh in in reality it just kind of looks like a big piece of sediment in the bottom of the ocean floor that's just kind of neat yeah i mean seeing something <laughs> like that image of it it's like so hard to get an idea for the scope and <laughs> yeah. like 
the the dimensions of everything and like even hearing about it i don't think that does it justice necessarily no and you know the thing that's so funny is that i feel like people often say like well you know like nature doesn't make like straight lines and stuff but that's so say that that's so false you ever seen a snowflake yeah yeah i see them all the time when i go out in public (laughs) (laughs) when i go to local college campuses and i set up my little table there (laughs) change my mind and i (laughs) Ask me about the the Baltic Sea anomalies. A UFO changed my mind, and then whatever they say, I just disagree with them. Yeah, I'm not open to any new information, but I just want to do a viral video where I fucking roast an unprepared college student when I've prepared all my facts about this thing. Yeah, God, you know, it makes me feel so good. Uh, everybody in college was completely prepared. No, for all no, I'm definitely totally times. committed to all these ideals, and yeah. I'm not just a fucking fame whore getting viral views. No, no, no. I have convictions, and it's making college kids feel bad about themselves. God, I'm such a hero. They should feel bad about themselves. They're having the best time of their goddamn life, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Enjoy it now, young people. Enjoy it now. Oh, man, I remember my time in college. Oh, my God. Had no responsibility. Oh, wow. You had a lot of responsibility. You had, like, your fifth or fourth uh, family by that time. Well, well, it was easy when I went back to school after the war on the GI the Bill. War on the GI Bill to leave my wife, <laughs> my third wife, <laughs> Diana. Ah, oh, Diana. Yeah, just like the princess. Yeah, just like the princess, but nowhere near as beautiful. She died in a car crash too. <laughs> she did like to race cars fast. Yeah. She was a born race car driver. I mean, literally born inside a race car. <laughs> Long story. Her dad was a race car driver. And her, <laughs> and her mom was a, was a like race car upholstery artist. Upholstery <laughs> <laughs> artist. Yeah. She was the best. She the had business. A, I mean, what a fucking touch. My old mother-in-law, Diana's mm-hmm. mom. She had it going on. Yeah, well, never saw those kids again. Um, um, uh, yeah. So the Baltic Sea anomaly. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, this is a lot like some of the, but I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really know how much this stacks up. I think Nan Madal. I think some of the sediment stacks up at the bottom of the sea. That's true. Nan Madal. Uh, you know, everything stacked involved. up a lot higher than this. Yeah, it is, and Rapa Nui, dude. Even the Coral Castle has way more beef than Baltic Sea Anomaly. I mean, yeah. Whew. I mean, this is like one. This is like the pickled herring of weird landmark slash UFO topics. Yeah. Once you open, once you open up this container, it smells like fucking shit, and everyone passes out from the aroma. You know, the trick with it is you're supposed to open it underwater. Really? Yeah, because then the stink won't come out into the air. Pickled herring? Yeah, that like preserved fish or whatever that they That's eat. like the really a, stinky fish. A delicacy in whatever Finland or Norway, I can't remember which one. Yeah, that they eat like once or twice a year or whatever. You're supposed to open it underwater, like the jar of it. But isn't that going to get water and all the juice? I don't think anybody's eating the juice. You're probably rinsing it off first before you eat it. Really? Yeah. Would you try that? Would I? Probably. You're not a big fish guy, actually. No, you love seafood. That's I love seafood. But that's not fish. 
I like fish. You like fish. I love fish. You love fish. I love fish. But I don't think if you use I a eat big... fish every day. No, you don't. I would. You would. I don't, but I would. I could be a pescatarian. I guess I, I don't really think of you that way. Why? <laughs> Just who you are. Look, I love to eat all of God's creatures. Yeah. You just look like a guy who's always having chicken pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> and like always has potatoes, like mashed potatoes on the side. Like you're like, hey, Andy. He's like, yep. What do I got for lunch today? Mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> That's how I think. Of you. Yeah, I think a, uh, um, yeah, give me a. Uh, no, I just have to take a chef's salad and a uh, side of mashed potatoes. I've gotten a lot of lunches with you. Yeah. And I've never thought of you as a fish guy. You're always like something exotic, something flavorful, something big. You don't think fish is exotic? It can be. What are you? I'm, I'm not your, a big fish fan. What, I've had some fucking dope fish in my life. Let's see. I like a lot of different kinds of fish. Um, I really, I think everybody loves salmon, right? Salmon's easy to love. It's everybody. everybody it's got to be your one of your first fishes. Everybody loves salmon. Like your intro to fish is either that fish sticks. Or some kind of tilapia, what, cod? I love right? cod. I mean, cod is just great. Plain, non-fishy. Um, haddock is really good. What about a barramundi? Uh, barramundi I do enjoy. A little more delicate. Is uh, it? I thought it's very meaty. I like tilapia. I know that's kind of a controversial one. Is it? Um, Why? Some people call, call it a garbage fish. It eats shit. It just makes me like it more. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um, Tapia is great because uh, it's so accessible and it doesn't taste like fish. Mm -hmm. You can do almost anything with tilapia and you'll have no idea. Tuna. Tuna's good. You can eat tuna a lot of different ways. Eat it raw. Eat it cooked. I'm surprised that tuna wasn't my first Canned tuna even I like. I don't really like canned salmon though. I'll I've never had say. canned salmon. Only had it a couple times. Didn't really like it that much. Um... I guess I'm kind of a sucker for like Great Lakes fish, perch and walleye. Really? Yeah. I've Just gone nostalgia. to a lot of meals with you. You've never gotten fish. Nostalgic for me, perch and walleye. Nostalgic for you? Yeah. It's like fish fry food. Friday fish fry. Because hmm. you know I'm a big Catholic. Yeah, I was about to say. You go to a lot of church functions? <laughs> yeah. You ever do a fish boil? Famous in Wisconsin, a fish boil? Fish boil? Um, it's big. The old fish boil? Uh, boil some fish? Never been never been to one proper, to be honest with you. Maybe someday someone will invite you. Yeah, I would like it. Somebody please invite me. I don't know. I don't believe you. I don't think you're a big fish guy. I think you're lying. I've never seen you eat fish. I'm going to eat fish tonight. I'm going to send you a picture of it. <laughs> I don't want to see any photos of you I'm going to show you ever. Show you me with the fish going in. I mouth. know where you're going to dinner tonight, and I'd you're not gonna get fish. I had fish, well, lobster last time I was there. Ugh. Love lobster, love shrimp, crab. Well, you're just a little fucking captain of the sea. Why don't you go join the Ocean X team, huh? Yeah, I would like to. And then I'll eat my way around. I could see you becoming a treasure hunter one day. Do you think you'd ever become a treasure hunter? Why do you think that I could become a treasure I hunter? I don't know. I just, I just think you have the vibe. kind of vibe for it. <laughs> uh, 
I can't see myself really becoming a treasure hunter. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't have any technical skills. I don't know anything. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not willing to like put my life in danger. Do you have good sea legs? Um, I don't have good leg land legs, so no. You get sick on boats. Uh, I never have before. Hmm. But I've never been like really far out in the ocean on a boat. Hmm. Like I've never been on a cruise. So we've never tested you. I've never really tested myself. Mostly smaller vessels. I've never had a problem, you know? But who knows? I might be more treasure hunter than you. Yeah. I make brash, bold claims. I have great sea legs. You have I good- look so good on the boat with my legs showing. Right. You. Yeah, you're definitely a treasure hunter, and I'm more of like... You're like the archaeologist back of the... You're, you're more of a someone who deals in antiquities. Yeah, I'm like the you're guy... You're a black market antiquity dealer. You would call me and you would be like, I got this great find. And I would be like, just fucking send it back so I can look at it. Shit about your fucking story. <laughs> yeah, you'd have a little glass eye thing. Little, <laughs> yeah, little both, magnifying glass. both glass eyes. Both eyes fell out. <laughs> yeah, you saw a pretty lady walking down the street. Your eyes popped out of your head. I could never find them. They rolled away. Yeah. Went into the sewer. I think I'm more treasure hunter than you. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you are more treasure hunter than me. I don't think I'm very much of a treasure hunter as it is. But the concept of treasure hunting is intriguing. Yeah, the concept is really cool. I think it would be awesome to be like one of these people who recovers like old Spanish treasure ships from the bottom of the ocean. I got to say, I mean, if you're working for Ocean X, like, you know you're laying pipe. <laughs> yeah. You're walking into the town and like, what do you do? I'm a treasure hunter. I fucking scour the sea for treasures. It's I'd like, drop my walk. pants for that for sure. Walk. This is a Giga Chad. This is a Giga Chad in, uh, occupation. It's yeah. one of the highest. You walk I'm in. A fucking treasure hunter. You walk into my house and you say, I'm a treasure hunter. I'm sucking your dick. <laughs> it's out of respect. Bottom line. <laughs> no questions asked. And no answers given. I'm hunted your peen for some treasure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. It's a badass. I mean, to be like, yo, I found some old alcohol and someone paid me $4 million for it or whatever. That's such, I've never heard of this before. Isn't about that nutty? Speci- the specificity of that just blows my mind that there's a market for no longer available alcoholic beverages that are trapped at the bottom of the sea. Museums. But you think about it. Think if something was preserved from like a Roman ship, a trade ship that sunk. Like you could drink Maybe wine or something that's like over a thousand years old. You're a history nerd. You're getting excited that's right now. Cool. I can tell you. I have a boner. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I think treasure hunting is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Treasure hunting is badass. Uh, there's no and then doubt to, about And then it. to say, hey, we found a sunken UFO. Like, that's even cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... What's not cool is charging $4 for a shitty documentary. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, some slapdash bullshit documentary and charging us four bucks for it. One of the reviews said that this documentary was bullshit because it was just all recap. Yeah. Like, it, they pulled a history channel. Uh, yeah. Fucking 80% of the show is recap. And then there's a small little smidge of like, maybe, might be some new information. But then it turns out, oh, it was a nothing burger. And that was the whole documentary. History Channel, they'll they'll show something, they'll spend one hour teasing it, mm-hmm. um, but then you got to watch next episode for it, and then they'll spend the rest of that second hour recapping what they did before, before finally making a really inconclusive statement about whatever they were talking about. 
Um, it could be this thing, or it might not be. You be the judge. No, I'm fucking sat through two hours. You be the judge. Yeah, you fucking tell me the information. That's why I'm watching. I'm not watching so that I right. can make up my own mind. This isn't for my own well-being. Yeah. I want uh, some goddamn answers. What do you think, Andy? Where are you kind of leaning with this guy? Uh, you know me. Like, yeah, it's not a fucking UFO. Yeah, I mean, you know, nature does some fucking crazy stuff, right? Yeah, this one's kind of been proven. Also, too. like, literally, there's nobody but Ocean X being like, this is something other than a natural rock formation. Well, they never really even said that it's anything other, but they're just sort of being like, well, we, I mean, hey. Hey, this could be a Nazi superstructure. Could be anything. Could be anything. We don't know. We got to get down there and check but it out. But even the, I mean, the lead guy said it's probably a rock formation. Yeah, yeah. He still thinks it's neat. Yeah. I He's mean, still can, trying to capitalize his fame off of it. Why can't it be cool and just be rocks? Sometimes rocks look cool. I have no, also, also, Mars space program guy, eh, fuck off. Like, you're like, what do you mean? Yeah. Having a boat tour to go see a cool thing in the ocean. Try, try like every fucking excursion. Right. Ever that involves a boat. Yeah. What is whale watching that? Well, you got to be careful because they're not just, you know, they're taking you on the boat to go see whales. It's like, yeah, they're taking me on the boat to go see the Baltic Sea anomaly. I want to see it. Yeah. If I know that up front, I'm not like. It's not like I'm being scammed. Yeah. They're saying this is how much it'll cost. <laughs> yeah. It's not a scam. To take you on our boat, and if you want to pay that fee, then that's a fair transaction. Like, if you just want to go see it, it's not like it's a scam. Now, if they're saying, like, hey, come see this crazy alien spaceship that crash-landed, okay, then I can see them maybe budging the trip. They're like, hey, there's this weird thing we found. You may, you decide. Come see. Yeah. And you get to come on a boat. Yeah. And everybody loves to come on boats. I've been on a lot of boats. I've come on a lot of boats. Yeah. You know, a lot of boat trips. Mm-hmm. I've been on a lot of boat trips in my life, even some whale watching boat trips. Right. And you know what? Sometimes you don't fucking see whales. Yeah. Sometimes right. you'd never see them. You can't control the whales. I've been on deep sea fishing excursions. As much as I've tried. I studied all the Aquaman comics. I can't figure out how to control the whales. Well, that's your first problem. You're studying Aquaman. What? Not Aquaman. Oh, fuck. I was studying Aquaman. The Aquafresh toothpaste superhero. Fuck. Silly goose. Um. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Andy's choking on his own spit. Um, I have no problem with that. I've been on deep sea fishing excursions where they say, oh, you're going to catch. You're going to catch crazy fucking huge marlins and all this shit. Didn't catch a single you're thing. Gonna whole... Sink your hook into a mermaid. Yeah. All fucking day. There's no guarantee when it comes to the ocean, dude. I know that. I'm a treasure hunter. <clears throat> I mean, hey. If somebody, I got no problem with it. If somebody takes you on like a, even a hunting trip, like a paid hunting expedition, you can't always guarantee that you're going to get something. Yeah. Like, that's anything. Sometimes you're going to be <clears throat> thinking about Big Bessie's big tits and a giant boar is going to gore you in the side and then you're going to fucking die and then the Iron Throne is going to be up for fucking grabs. I am always thinking about Big Bessie's big tits. Have you started House of the Dragon yet? No. Uh, we'll talk about it off here. Have you? Yeah. Oh. I can wait for you. <clears throat> You're going to have to wait. Well, no, you don't have to wait. I don't care. Watch as much of it as you want. I'll wait until the jury's decided this case Jeez. before I watch it. Fuck, you're like the Baltic Sea Anomaly. I am like the Baltic Sea Anomaly. You're like all these 
eggheads at these Stockholm University in geophysics. Dense as a rock and hard to understand. <laughs> Oddly shaped. That's true. You are like a Baltic Sea anomaly. <laughs> Was this you? Yeah. Skid mark. Yeah. <laughs> I fell down at the bottom of the Baltic Sea. 300 feet below the ocean. <laughs> Whoopsie. I don't know, Andy. What do you think? Should we... Uh... I think, oh, I think we could get to Vertus, Yeah, I baby. think Beefers know where we're at with this one. It's I a mean, fun one. case closed. It's a bunch yeah. of rocks and shit. Yeah. It's I the seafloor. Again, I agree. Case closed. This is, uh, there's really nothing here. And, and But if they really did even, if that was real rock that they analyzed, then it's over. There's nothing left to discuss here. Yeah. Um. Well, you know what? It's still neato. Yeah. Rocks can be cool. You know like what? Going on a Baltic Sea adventure is worth it in and of itself. Maybe you'd find some doubloons. Maybe you'll find some wreckage. That's fucking cool, man. Maybe you'll just see some beautiful like sights and uh, a yeah. nice looking part of the world. Like, I mean, heck, heck. We talked about energy vortices. We talked about Sedona mm-hmm. out there in Arizona. Like, even if there's no energy vortex, like, wow, what a nice, beautiful place to visit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, this is the same thing. Like, hey, even if it's not a goddamn downed Millennium Falcon at the bottom of the ocean, it's still nice to visit. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't see Han Solos. Yeah. I got my Han Solo. You will see Indiana Jones. Yeah. Some guy. Yeah. Flavor. Yeah. You will see whatever uh, his character's name was in The Fugitive. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. The CIA analyst. Um, Buckfuckers, those are our verdicts uh, on the Baltic Sea Anomaly. Use the hashtag. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag. Uh, mm, use the hashtag. Um, gigantic neck. Let us know what you think. Get at us on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Mr. Bunker Pod. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube. Um, just search for Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. Um, if you have the means to do so and you feel so inclined, don't sleep on going to patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod and becoming a patron of the show for only five bucks a month. It won't be like the Vimeo. No, no. This actually adds value to your life. You can, you can sort out the Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time anomaly by joining the Patreon and getting access to eight million hours of behind-the-scenes, exclusive, Patreon-only content. We release um, 18 dozen more hours of content every month, um, and that goes directly into your brain. You don't even have to listen to it. It does have a brain link. It has a neural link. We got that from Elon. Mm -hmm. We have it. We have first dibs on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It is verified. Yep. It is a... Official blue blue check check. on Twitter. Your your money goes directly to Twitter (laughs) to pay for our verification. We got to keep that up. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, uh, Andy, um, you have any last words here about the uh, Baltic Sea anomaly? Hey, I just want to say that nature's pretty fucking rad, too. I mean, and let's give it up for nature. Let's give it up for nature. Uh, I know that we abuse the fuck out of nature. Oh, God, we do. And we're going to destroy this planet. But yeah, hey, we are. let's enjoy some of this cool shit while we still have the chance hey. before it all burns up in a fiery inferno. Well, for speaking of fiery infernos, someone who gets me raging like a fiery inferno, not the titular Mr. Bunker. 
but for my Corsair. Wow. Like a boat. Pirate. Yeah. Co-host Andy Hart. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. I'll plunder your booty. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.